Hey guys, welcome to Cut the Karma. I'm Jess. And I'm Julie. And we are two entrepreneurial sisters and mothers who are into spirituality. We're trying to do better and be better in our everyday lives, and we're sharing our journeys to inspire you to do the same. Hi guys. Hey everyone. So we're back with law number 10, which is the law of change. History repeats itself unless changed. And this reminds me of karma, basically. Your history is just going to keep going and going and going, creating the same patterns, the same cycles, unless you develop enough self-awareness to jump out of that pattern and out of that cycle. Change is amazing, and so many people are afraid to change. Well, and that's what we're on earth for. We're totally on earth to change and grow. And one of my favorite, not quotes this time, guys, but favorite visual is there's these two people. um, It's a drawing and it's just this very simple drawing. But this one person is staring at the other and the other has like these flowers growing out of its head. And then one person says like, you've changed. And the other person says like, I hope so. I hope I have. And there's many different types of this drawing. So this is the one that I'm thinking about. But yes, like, I hope that I've changed. I hope to God I'm not the same person that I was when I was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Because that person wouldn't serve me the same way this person is serving me today. Yeah. And a lot of people say that as it's a negative thing. Like, oh, you've changed. You've switched up. Like, you're not who you used to be. And it's like, no. That's great. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what I want. I want to change. Excuse me. And it's okay. It's okay to even change your mind like on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You know, one day you might be feeling something completely different. And the next day you might change your mind or your outlook or your perspective on that same subject. And that's okay to do. Yeah. I feel like um, a lot of us get like all wrapped up in when somebody does that when someone changes their mind maybe they've educated themselves or they're feeling deeper into a particular topic and it's like no you have the right to do that yeah that's your right yeah Um, you also heard a really awesome quote that i know that you're gonna get right this time (laughs) yeah i'm gonna get right this time so i i saw this post not too long ago and it just like stopped me dead in my tracks and i really had to kind of reread it a few times to be like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. So it was, what ran into your family? Oh Um, shoot, I got it wrong. What What ran ran into your your family? No, in your family. What ran in your family (laughs) until it ran into you? We are the worst with quotes, I swear. We even have it written down (laughs) and I can't read it right. But what ran in your family until it ran into you? Yeah. Do you guys get that? What ran in your family until it ran into you? Meaning you stopped the pattern pattern that was in your family. Meaning, um, you know, oh my gosh, you could take this in so many directions. Well, I have some examples. Yeah. So um, let's go with like an earthly example and then a spirit example, which they both come back down to earth. But um, so... My husband has a history in his family of anger in the male's side. Can you believe that with Mike? No, I cannot. Mike is like, Mike's like a monk. 
<laughs> he's like, <laughs> he just like walks around all day with just a smile on his face. And he's just so pleasant and kind. And like, I, I cannot any, see any twinge of anger in him. If anything rattles him, he'll walk around a bit somber. Yeah, but I can like see not. That. I think in the whole nine years we've been together, like I've seen him get angry twice. That's insane. Yeah, it was. It's but the reason why is because his grandfather had anger issues. I guess you could say. And then his father also had it. However, his father, there was this one incident that happened to his father that made him look at himself in a different way and say, I don't want to be my father. So one of the things he would do is he would listen to smooth jazz in the radio, in the car on the radio. And it was kind of like his rubber band. You know, when like people are trying to cut out sugar, they wear a rubber band and when they're, they want the sugar or the cigarette or the soda or whatever, they'll snap the rubber band Mm -hmm. on their wrist to kind of like get themselves out of that, that need for it. Um, That was kind of like his rubber band and he would listen to smooth jazz and my husband recognized what his dad was doing and his dad also had one or two talks with Mike, but Mike worked really, really, really hard on his anger issues because he saw them bubbling up in him when he was a teenager to fix that and he didn't want that in his life. So he's worked really hard on it. So he has stopped that pattern and he didn't want the history to repeat himself itself. He didn't want that for his children. So to this day, Mike absolutely hates smooth jazz, <laughs> but he knows that it served a purpose mm-hmm. and it also reminds Mike. So it's kind of like if you notice that something is going on in your family and you don't want it to happen, it, it's time not to fall back on, well, that that's just what happens in my family. Right. Well. You know, um, that's how we do it. That's well, we we're, we're alcoholics in our family. So, of course, I'm going to become that, you know. Right. And speaking of alcoholism, and I'm kind of bringing this more into the spiritual in a way. Um, I a while back, I got a reading and I'm not going to name any names here, but um, I received a reading and she was a psychic and a medium and her mediumistic skills stepped forward and she pulled through a spirit of a loved one on my side um, who had passed. And um, the information that he was giving her to relay to me was dead on. It was great. It was beautiful. And then um, she, as she was speaking to him, he pulled up a picture image of someone living in my life who's very close to me. And he raised up a beer can and he said, thank you. You have completely healed all of your past ancestors. Mm. And what he meant by that and what this uh, medium has said to me is that when there is a pattern and history in your life of alcoholism or fill in the blank, whatever it is, all the people who have had this and suffered from it and are dead, if a person living cuts that pattern and says, I don't want this, I don't want this in my family, I don't want this for me, and completely stops it, 
that person who is living completely heals all of the people from their past who are in heaven. Oh, isn't that insane? So powerful. So it heals the past, it heals the present, and it heals the future. Wow. Yeah, it heals your present because you're not carrying on those same uh, cycles with your children and your family now. Yeah, even with, then, well, it, it heals your present with you with and you. then your future with your children. Right, right, right. You know? And your children's children and all of the generations and, to come after. And not only the person who's going through it, but all the people that is affected by exactly. it. Exactly. Which you is, know? It, 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 that, that's like rings, hundreds. That's rings and rings of... You know, when you drop a stone in the water, all those ripple ripple effects. Yeah, the ripple effects to all the people outside of you. Mm -hmm. That is just so, that's just crazy Mm -hmm. to think about that. I mean, some of this stuff is just so like, it's really hard to just wrap your mind around, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, like how it heals everyone who's passed. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone in the future. I know, but... Your actions have that ability and how amazing. So, you know, I kind of want to ask you and I and everyone listening today, what is, you know, a thing that is going on, has been going on in your past, in your family, in your friends, in you, that you want to change so that you can help heal past, present, and future? Wow. I, I mean, I you don't even have to answer, but it's kind yeah. of like, I just want you to sit with that, all of us. Right. And just to think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I mean, I have a few already. Oh, do you want to share? Well, I'll share one that um, I feel like I didn't, I didn't personally, well, have to work on that much because it, it was, it happened to, to me growing up. Like, okay, just for example... And Julie, too. Julie and I both went to Catholic school when we were younger. And, you know, in Catholic school, you have to wear certain uniforms and you have to wear your hair a certain way and you couldn't wear nail polish. And, you know, you were very like, yeah, kept in a box. Um, But also, too, you know, like my mom was the type of mom where she wanted us to wear dresses on holidays and to the to sun sunday church and you know we went to church every sunday so we had to dress a specific way you know and my mom wanted us to wear hair a specific way and and that to me was like torture yeah i mean we had to do that probably until we were like 13 years old not not for me that long but you're the first child so well and i transferred out of catholic school when i was 13 right so for me it went until about 13 and then really about 13, you can really start kind of like standing up for yourself and being like, no, like <laughs> I'm not wearing that, mom. No, you can't make me do that anymore. Um, but but yeah, for me, like that was a huge thing because I really felt like it's like stifled my expression, my creativity, um, my in, individualism. Individuality. Um, individuality. I make up words sometimes. Oh, that's a word. Um, it is. So, so yeah, I mean... So what I've done with my kids is that um, I, ever since they were little, I've let them choose whatever they wanted to wear. I mean, they didn't go to Catholic school, so they didn't have to wear like a specific uniform or anything. But I let my kids pick out their clothes when they were old enough to do so, if they wanted to do that. I never chose outfits for my kids. 
Like I never laid things out on their beds and was like, all right, you guys have to wear this today or, or you have to put your hair a certain way. Just as long as whatever they picked out was like weather appropriate. That's all I really cared about. You know, like I would do their hair. That's fine. But they could, they were mismatched plenty of days. They had on like crazy outfits some days, but that's what they wanted to wear. And that's what fed their soul. And that's, that made them feel like they were free to make their own decisions, even though it was just that one tiny decision of picking out what you want to wear, what shoes you want to wear, what bow you want in your hair. I mean, for children, that's a huge amount of freedom, especially when choices are being made for them all day, every day by their parents. Mm -hmm. So I really like tried to foster that and encourage that creativity with them, their own expression, their own individuality. And I think that's just super, super important because I, I mean, I know once I got to be a teenager, 15, 16, I started rebelling like big time. Yeah. Um, so I think giving your kids that freedom and choice from the very beginning might even like cut down some of that rebellious behavior once they become teenagers. Well, I know that, uh, Jess and I had talked about this before and I started every, not, well, almost every day. And it's not because I don't want him to, it's just because of like maybe time or something, right. but I'll just be like, Wesley, pick a, you know, pick what t-shirt you want. And some days he'll stand there for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and so, <laughs> but <clears throat> I definitely have been doing that and it makes him feel good. And he's yeah. only two and a half. But so I have a question. Is that one of the reasons why you think that you love tattoos? Uh, no, not like specifically tattoos. I think that was one of the reasons why I rebelled as a collective. Like I rebelled with tattoos, piercings, um, crazy hair, different colors, all of that, because it was kind of like, I felt like that part of me was suppressed for so long that once I was able to do that as a teenager and, you know, obviously my parents didn't like it, but you know, you can't reverse like a tattoo. Um, <laughs> I would just get in big trouble. Yeah. Um, it just all kind of like exploded out of me, but I don't think it's, be that's why I like tattoos. Like I, I just love the art art of it yeah. and the colors and the expression and the self-expression. Um, so I guess as a collective, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that that's really important for kids. It, it gives them um, like their own voice. Mm-hmm you know, and their own choices in their own lives and their own bodies, which is super important. Yeah. Um, Speaking of bodies, um, I'm sitting here thinking about what I would do with my kids, what I've done for myself. Um, and I, I think it's still a work in progress, but I've come such a long way of um, body image and, and loving yourself. Oh. And um, I'm sure that you can resonate. Can you resonate with having two kids and, and that kind of thing? Two girls. I mean, Heck two girls. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. You know what? And I didn't even think about that. The whole body image thing. That is a huge one. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever we hear about this kind of stuff, like we automatically go to like alcoholism and mm -hmm. like abuse and all of that, but like body image and just being self-confident as women and as mothers in our own body mm -hmm. and not showing any insecurities to our children. Mm -hmm. That is a huge mistake that we as women make because mm -hmm. we're so hard on, our, hard on ourselves. And um, 
a lot of times we talk out loud. Yeah. We look at ourselves in the mirror and we're like, oh my God, I look fat. Oh, this does not look good. This is so not flattering. Blah, 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 blah. And our I'm kids so are sitting. Bloated today. Yeah, I'm so bloated. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, what's up with this like bat wing hanging from my arm, like shaking your arms in the mirror? And your kids are sitting on the bed behind you watching everything you're doing, soaking up all of that negative talk that you're giving yourself. And that's telling your kids that it's okay to talk that way to them. And it is just, that's such like a sad thing. And I, I do, I've, I'm very cognizant of that. And I think, you know, I've, I've been pretty good with that. Um, but just even having two girls, I mean, that's something that, that we as mothers need to be aware of every single day, all day. I think the, the biggest thing you may say is like, oh, I ate dairy today because you don't eat much dairy. And like, oh, I feel so big and and not big, but mm-hmm. like bloated or, you know, whatever. But I don't, I never really hear you beat yourself up in front of your kids. I don't, I don't, I don't think I do. Yeah. Yeah. The worst I'll be like, oh my God, why did I eat that ice cream sundae? My stomach hurts so bad. Yeah. And they'll be like, mom, you say that every time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um. Yes. For, I mean, for me, and it's funny because, I think one of the reasons why I had problems with my body when I was in my teens is because I really enjoyed the fitness world. Um, well, when I was really young, I would compare myself to other people. Mm-hmm. And then I I wasn't an athletic person. I wasn't, you know, this or that. But then I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And with athleticism usually comes it doesn't all the time. It doesn't have to at all. But when you're younger and you're athletic, a lot of times your body naturally just gets this mm-hmm. athletic build. And muscular. And muscular. And for me and my body type, like I had to work hard mm-hmm. for it. And um, and I wanted to be athletic, but I also wanted to have that look with it. But something that also I've noticed um, pushed me was... Like our grandmother, she's in heaven now. I love her dearly. Her name is Grace, but she um, always watched General Hospital and and your style and your hair and oh and you couldn't be a sloppy tall and you could <laughs> like she had all of these things and if you put on five pounds, she would let you know like tell you you need to go on Weight Watchers. Yeah, like, you know, or she you know one day she said to me, she said Jewel, she said. I asked your grandfather if you had, if he thought you had a big nose and he said, no, he thought it was beautiful. And I looked at you again and I said, you know what? I think your nose is beautiful too. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, well, crap, I can't do anything about my nose. So, you know, like she's, she says it with all beautiful intention, but sometimes it hits hard. And so I think, you know, that our grandmother, and then she had six kids and they are very much in perfection mode. And so it runs in our family. And I, that's one thing that I, with, you know, it can happen to boys as well. Mm -hmm. But I think since now having a girl, I really need to check myself Mm -hmm. and I need to start now while she's very young so that I am in that habit of just straight love and acceptance. And I'm trying, no, I can't say I'm trying. I am doing it. Yeah. I am. Well, and also too, like, you know, with the negative self-talk with ourselves, um, 
but also like talking to our children about um, healthy eating. Mm-hmm. That is a big thing that I think a lot of parents struggle with because you, there's a fine line between, um, you know, talking to them about healthy eating and, and choosing the right foods and the and portion control and all of that, but then going over like, you're eating too much. If you eat that, you're going to get fat, mm. you know, um, why watching are you eating words more? Like, yeah, like really watching your words and how you say what you want to say to your kids. We all have the best intentions yes, right, for our children. Right. We just want to teach them how to live correctly, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way they're going to learn is through us. Mm-hmm. But our words can really cut them down and like cut like a knife and they will. There are instances where, and everybody probably knows, where you hear one thing, like mom, I'm saying that to Julie, and that's stuck with Julie her whole entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know what's going to stick with your kids. Thank you never... God I never thought about getting a nose job, though. Yeah, I know. I just laughed it off, because what are right. you going to do? But well, s- some people, they would go and people, get a nose job. Yes, would have gotten a nose you job. Know? But, like, so that's kind of something that I struggle with a little bit, like, when it comes to to my kids and food, because you want them to know the healthy choices to choose, the fruits, the vegetables, you know, carbs, proteins, all of that, and not eat as much sugar, but then like you want them to have fun as kids and enjoy life's, you know, sweetnesses. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a hard thing, especially into teenage years mm-hmm. with with girls. Well, I've, I've seen a lot of people, um, like parents restricting so much and then their kids go away to college yeah. and they just, it's just terrible. That's what happened to me. No, I, a little no, bit. Not I don't so think bad, it was that. But I did gain like the junior 25, not well, the freshman 15, the too. junior 25. I did, I did too, but I don't, I don't think it was because of. I think there was a little bit of that. Okay. It was because now I'm in my own space with my own money, I can buy whatever food that I want. Oh, I can I eat it whenever I want, however many times a day I want without somebody. Because our well, mom, mom is very portion controlled, very, you can only have this at this time and blah, blah, blah. And that stemmed from her right. mom and dad. They had six kids, only one person working. So it's exactly. like we it have had to be all this way. food for this week between six kids. You can have, when you come home, you can have two cookies or one apple. That's yeah. it. And I'm like, give me a sandwich, the apple and the two cookies. Yeah. 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 They, they so. had to ration and portion control. But so it's all history. It is. And so we have to figure out what we can do for ourselves and family and how to heal the past. Yeah. I think that's a really, I mean, we could spend two hours on this. I know. And just talk and talk about examples and stories. Yeah. Um, but I think just the bottom line is like, um, at, for everyone listening, just think about, you know, just think of one thing. That, that maybe you can, you can start working on on breaking the pattern yeah. for for yourself and for your kids. Um, so next law we're going to be talking about is number eleven, which is the law of patience and reward. Nothing of value is created without a patient, patient mindset. mindset. Bye, guys.